It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Yes, clap it, slap it, and rip it. Clap it, slap it, and wrap it. That seems to be the theme of this week's B movie breakdown. Especially since we're up to up, up to episode sixteen now. I'd clap her, slap her, and well, wrap her. Yeah, yeah, I'll wrap her up and let her suffocate afterwards. I'm sick like that. At sixteen? Oh yeah, old enough to drive, old enough to knive. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know they say duck it or fuck it. <laughs> duck it. Okay. <laughs> so I just imagine somebody like trying to shove a duck up her vagina. Like, <clears throat> oh, I was thinking a duct tape. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's go back to animal sex, Dan. How does that relate to Ghoulies 3? <laughs> Ghoulies go to college. Well, they have some pretty pretty freaky sex, I guess, if you could call it that. Who knows if they ever actually bang? I'm not entirely sure they did. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really bizarre. Uh, well, before we get going on more on Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies go to college. Uh, this is B-Movie Breakdowns, a weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget and lesser-known films of the past and present. From the good, the bad, and the what-the-fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed in the prior episode so you too can join in on the madness. Uh, every movie we do is usually on Netflix or on YouTube in full. This week, uh, a little bit of an exception since this was a suggested movie. We had to watch it on Amazon Instant Video. It costs you about $2 to rent, so it's not so bad. Uh, but you get to watch it over and over for 24 hours, which is what <laughs> we're going to be doing. All night long. Busting out the bottle of Jack and just going to town on Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies 3, just right for me. <laughs> uh, you can Ghoulies listen- 3, old enough to pee. Old en- I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Ugh, old enough to pee. <laughs> You're going really young now, Dan. <laughs> getting a little weird. Getting a little weird. Uh, you can listen to us if you subscribe on iTunes or on the website bnbpodcast.com or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our site, our email bnbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at bnbpodcast, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash bnbpodcast. Uh, I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And this week's movie was suggested from Twitter by uh, formerly at the O&O Files, but seems to have changed her name at Paleo-esque on Twitter. She, um, her, it said her name was Miranda Griswold. Do we really give her name on here? Yeah. Okay. Should we or do we? Should we? We did before. Okay. Her name is on her Twitter, so if they go to follow her on Twitter, they'll see her name. It says it next to her handle. Okay. Maybe I'll blank it out. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. Maybe I will. I'm not giving my full name. Maybe, maybe I'll duck it or fuck it. God knows what might happen if people found out I do a podcast. They might clinch you. Yeah, they might. It depends on where you work. They literally might. <laughs> Got some real, real um, prudes out there, that's for sure. Oh, you want to talk about movies? You're fucking dead. Ugh. Well, pretty much. I mean, with all the things we talk about. <laughs> what? He's sucking your clit with a dust buster. Oh, my God. There's something wrong with you. It wasn't me. I just watched it. <laughs> oh, so you like watching those things. As a matter of fact, I do. Up your ass with broken glass, bitch. Well, yeah. Thank you to uh, at Paleo Ask on Twitter for suggesting Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. Or yeah. it was just called Ghoulies Go to College. Seriously, thank you, because I had no idea Eva LaRue, of all my children fame, was in this. And she's so hot. Even now, but back then, just 
Uh, every image I have of her, she's just smoking hot. And thank God for that. Well, a little bit behind the Ghoulies series, uh, if you've never seen the other ones, I got a little bit here that uh, was originally titled Beasties <laughs> before the, the original one came out in 1985. It uh, had with special effects by Stan Winston, if, but it ended up being uh, just completely, you know, completely obliterated and turned into Ghoulies and directed by somebody totally different and special effects by John Carl Beckler. Buechler? Buechler, who directed Ghoulies 3. Ferris Buechler's Day Off. Ferris Buechler's Day Off. Yeah, it's, uh, and the Ghoulies series is pretty straightforward. It's these goofy little guys. Apparently they never talked until this one, and they kind of just come out of the toilet and wreak havoc. It's a group of demons, and they're summoned by satanic worshippers in the first one. Uh, I don't know about the second one so much, but in this one, they're summoned from a comic book. <laughs> Ghoulish tales. Yeah, we're given this uh, this prologue where this geeky guy's in a in a bathroom, apparently trying to summon them with this comic book. He seems like he knows what he's doing. There's this ridiculously ornate, like gargoyle sculpted toilet that he's e- either sitting on or reading to that they come out of. And then as soon as they do pop up, he seems afraid, and so he banishes them. Then and they're trying to pull him into the toilet. I don't know if they kill him or not. He seems to disappear with them. He's never seen or heard from again. They leave the comic book behind and the toilet intact and cut to, was it, like, how many years later? Maybe 20, something like that. Well, oh yeah, it says 21 years ago uh-huh. in the beginning, so yeah, so, 21 years ahead. So I guess that would have put it back in 1970 or so. But mm-hmm. anyway, there's no no explanation for why this toilet was like this in the first place. No further explanation for why it was left like this in a fucking frat house. Or why this comic book was seemingly known to have something important about it and was sealed away inside a wall, and how this dumb stoner guy just decides to break open the wall and, oh, I found a comic book, and now I'll start reading it out loud. Yeah, and... Okay, the ghoulies, now that they talk in this one, right away, they're saying really... Some of the stuff they say is just insane. Especially the cat one, because at one point he just says something about the Super Bowl. Oh, well, in the beginning, they, they've just got all kinds of ridiculous, stupid jokes. Like you said, they're more like the the Three Stooges. I was thinking they're more like some of the the goofier, more monstrous Muppets or something like yeah, that. Oh yeah, basically. definitely, definitely. They're basically just here to fuck around and maybe kill people if they happen to yeah I, happen to go their I way. Felt, I really felt like this movie was like two movies smashed together. <laughs> it's like you had a Ghoulies movie or like a Gremlins type of monster movie, and then you had your very stereotypical. 80s college movie. Oh yeah, this is just like all stereotypes all the time, which is either horrible or brilliant, depending on how you look at yeah, it. The, I'm leaning towards brilliant. Yes. But. The main <laughs> frat, uh, frat, they had in their fraternity like every 80s stereotype character oh, yeah. in their fraternity. The horribly geeky, borderline racist, accented Asian guy, the fat guy, the stoner guy... The buddy guy who doesn't really do much except be the main character's lieutenant. The preppy guy. Uh-huh. It was just like all these... Or the, the ultra-preppy enemy frat who are the Hitler yeah. youth, apparently. Yeah, they molded him. You and your goose steppers. Many times, uh, you know, reference them as Hitler youth and stuff like that. I like this one review I saw online of the movie, and somebody at the end, the person at the end of it said, Call the doctor because I have a boner. <laughs> So, yeah, there you go. Ghoulies 3 makes you have a boner. That's 
Well, you do get some nice titty shots in here. Again, I wish they'd have hung around a little bit longer, but, you know. And also it stars an early Jason Scott Lee. He uh, ended up playing Bruce Lee in the Bruce Lee biopic Dragon Bruce Lee story. And uh, some other flicks. And uh, Matthew Lillard's also in the movie. Has no lines whatsoever. Yeah, an unspeaking cameo. I only caught him at the very end. After reading the credits, I also caught Tom Adcox, who voiced Lexington on Gargoyles, was in here as Pixel, whoever that was. I'd have to go back and rewatch the whole movie and possibly still not catch him now. Mm-hmm. And their stunt coordinator was the infamous Kane Hodder. Yeah, Kane Hodder. Of Friday the 13th thing. Yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty pretty funny. And this one came out in 1990, so this is five years after the original Ghoulies had come out. Was so, it 90 or 91? It said copyright 90, but I thought it came out in 91. It says video 91. Ah. So, well, sometimes that happens with movies, though. Like, you usually gen- generally shoot them the year before, or, you know, unless mm-hmm. you do it at the beginning. And I'm sure with a movie like this, it came out in 91, because it didn't go to... No, there's no way this movie was in theaters. Whatsoever. What a shame. It appears that Lionsgate apparently owns the rights to uh, the Ghoulies franchise now because they distributed the movie that, before we watched it. But before that, it was like Lightning Pictures or something like that. I wonder if, if uh, they're planning a Ghoulies reboot over there at Lionsgate. <laughs> uh, Ghoulies work at McDonald's or Ghoulies go. Maybe they can work Katniss and the Hunger Games crew into it. <laughs> oh my god. Hunger Games 2.5. We're not done milking this cash cow yet. <laughs> ghoulies. Well, dear, before you can become the Mockingjay, you must go through the trial of the ghoulies. <laughs> and they're prank week. Because, <laughs> oh yeah, one thing that drove me nuts about the whole, the, the whole movie was the ghoulies at one point tip over this thing of clothes onto themselves that are clothes... That are clearly the guys' clothes who are in the fraternity, and yet somehow there's three outfits that fit these little creatures. Yep. I just, the whole time, every time I looked at them, I just was so baffled and just so, like, it was hilarious, but I just couldn't understand, like, how do they have clothes to fit them? Part of their ghoulie powers, Corey. Just shrink or enlarge anything to fit them, and there you go. Well, I guess that's... I mean, a hat falls on them at one point, and then later on, it's perfectly on their head, and, you know. Yeah, the hat, the cane, the crown, the prank crown. Oh, right, the prank crown. Yeah, the prank <laughs> crown is clearly the size of, for a human head, and it go, and the one ghoulie puts it on, it fits his head perfectly. If not, it's too tight. <laughs> so, who knows how that happened. Uh, but the prank week, whole, the whole thing of prank week at the college is absolutely just... We're reminded of it over and over again, because every last person has to say, It's prank week! Ha <laughs> ha Fucking prank week, bro! <laughs> and I... They decide, of all people, to prank the janitor. Oh yeah, in the beginning! Make... What the fuck? I, they're, they're right there, you're crossing the line. And why was Pranking... he mopping stone steps outside yeah, anyway? <laughs> he was mopping stone steps. Maybe somebody puked. I don't know. There was no puke. But he... They... they make... They uh, unscrew the bolts on his uh, mop, which ends up, he pushes the bucket down the stairs. And then it keeps rolling like it's going down like a wheelchair ramp or something when it's going down regular stairs. And it hits. Manages to, like, pick up speed after losing speed after bouncing down all these steps. And then, like, runs into somebody who falls backwards into it and then keeps rolling and hits a professor and his papers go everywhere, which triggers somebody else's face to go into his ice cream sundae and look stupid. So <laughs> it was, it was, to be all honest, planned, 100%. 
They planned every step of that prank. That's all what the geeky get... Asian was for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep, he made the schematics all Home Alone style, figured out which way, what was going to go where, perfectly. Uh, I loved, also I loved in this movie, the college classroom. Oh my god, It was yes. so outrageous. As soon as and... they walk in there, this looked like a, like a ghetto anarchist school from, like, Dangerous Minds, but worse. Like, everybody's just, like, defacing everything. Like, people are making out, like, borderline banging in class. And, like, even after the professor comes in, shuts everybody else up, there's still two people almost going at it right in front yeah. of them. Yeah, the whole time is And just... then the professor himself decides to walk up and start creeping on Aaron... Evil LaRue's character. Oh, yeah, he he definitely, he definitely starts creeping on her, and it's really, he is very weird guy. The, he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is the actor's name. I, I remember him being in Twilight Zone, the movie, but, I mean, he's in a ton of other things, but that's the one thing that always sticks out in my mind uh, with him. Yeah, he is ridiculous, and, I, and they also call, instead of calling everybody, like, pranksters or whatever like that, they keep saying yankers. Yeah, pranks are yanks. If you're a pranker, you're a yanker. So I guess so. like prank yankers, like like uh, I don't know. I just don't be a yanker. Stop being a pranker. <laughs> yeah, it was, I that should have been one of the professor's lines there. <laughs> I, yeah, I really don't know why they kept calling them yankers or yanks. Like st- stop being a yank. <laughs> like all those weird lines like uh, that, and then got all these wonderful things we can work into our vocabulary now though stop being a yank you mook <laughs> good old mookie so yeah the classroom was ridiculous but their their party was your very they had a party at one, at one point and it's your very stereotypical college 80s movie party but, but except for somebody's cutting a pizza with an axe uh-huh. that was wonderful yeah and then uh and uh the oh, was it was it Skip? I think it was. Um, he's talking to like these chicks there, playing flirty, flirt, flirt with him. Like they're like, we can't find the pizza we ordered. Do you have a big sausage? Well, I haven't had any complaints so far. <laughs> I also, I also like the uh, the song that was playing during the party and in the end credits. We got a party going on. <laughs> got a party going on. Yeah, I think that that band that sang that song, which I'll have to look them up, were Doug and the Pontiacs. Yay. Doug and the Pontiacs. I'm sure that Ghoulies 3 soundtrack is still available on cassette tapes everywhere. <laughs> what was the last movie we watched? In the, we were, it was all, it said something about the soundtrack at the... Uh, Probably Crossworlds. It was Crossworlds. <laughs> Be sure to pick up that soundtrack now, maybe, with like all two songs Maybe La La Land Records will end up putting the Crossworlds soundtrack <laughs> out. <laughs> Ah, well, they're better than that, I believe, but... <laughs> you never know, Dan. Maybe they'll do a, a double-pack Crossworlds Ghoulies 3 compilation disc. So, yeah, this I mean, this movie... One thing that I liked about it, as far as a movie goes, that they didn't take their time to introduce you to the characters you're waiting to see. Because essentially, even though there's party stuff's going on, and that's what made me feel like it's like two movies meshed into one... Because a lot of things were going on with the ghoulies, but they were never really happening around too many other people. So it felt like they shot two movies and smashed them together, which they really didn't because it ended up coming together at the end. But you have a lot of partying and pranks and stuff like that. But then the ghoulies, they show up pretty early on in the movie to where your main characters, essentially, the ghoulies, aren't out of it you know, for a while. Sometimes you get these movies and then, like, the bad guy or whatever, the villain or 
that's supposed to be the main thing doesn't show up for like 30 minutes into the movie and you're and some sometimes it's all right because it builds the best suspense but sometimes you're like all right let's get to the fucking thing already i know it took him at least half an hour to get frankenhooker assembled and frankenhooker <laughs> yeah what a frustrating deal that was actually i've never seen frankenhooker but you're good things well, we should. I tried to watch it once as a kid back in sixth grade, but my parents didn't realize all the tits that were in it. And just when, like, every chick in this giant room starts taking their tops off, they're like, well, that's enough for you. Like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, not yeah. at all. And there were uh, plenty of tits in this movie all over the place, especially during the panty raid. Oh, yeah. Which I can't even, I don't, don't even understand. Oh, let's not jump ahead. All no. right. The panty raid really frustrated me. Just cut uh, any uh, any man's <laughs> the panty raid frustrated me. <laughs> it frustrated me because as a man and any man watching it would have the same frustrations while while watching that scene because it's so mm. maddening. It just it's, don't be so sure. I bet you some of the grass eaters in Japan would be like, "No titties, get me away." Well, they want those panties though. Since you can buy them out of vending machines. No, I think some of them would think that would be too rude and wouldn't. It's Never becoming been. a serious problem over there. From what the panties? No, guys being like such complete pussies, they don't want to take any kind of sexual initiative whatsoever. Oh, I thought you meant the panty thing. No, <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. No <laughs> panty problems there. Well, they sell everything in vending machines over there, Corey. Yeah. I wouldn't think there would be a problem with it. They even sell hotel rooms in vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that actually. <laughs> it's like a Tetris hotel they keep reassembling, like use room, clean it up, put it back up top, we'll start dropping down again. <laughs> oh, you got a Tetris. <laughs> and then you just die. It just crushes you. <laughs> Those like first four rows of people just get completely obliterated. <laughs> uh, that's how we know it's for breakfast in the morning. Oh god. <laughs> I was going to say that's how they're handling population issues, but... No, they've got negative population growth because of all the guys not, you know, doing stuff. So, yeah. There we go. Some of the pranks in this movie, though, uh, honestly, were some of the worst pranks ever. At the party that happens early on in the movie, uh, after we are introduced to some of a lot of the characters, Skip, Mookie, Aaron, Jeremy, uh, the bad guy, all these other... Um, prof what was the professor's name? Quentin Ragnar. Ragnar, yeah. Or Ragass, as the ghoulies right. called him at one point. <laughs> I kept writing that down, too. Ragass. Anytime he did anything. So, the one thing, the one prank that was really so stupid was the blow-up doll thing. Oh, right, the right, The blow-up right. doll on the, on the police officer's golf cart. There's this uh, dipshit security guard guy who's going around warning all the frat people he's gonna get them. Well, more um, skips frat than anything else. And so he's got the shitty little golf cart he rides around in, and while they're keeping him busy, they set up a blow-up doll in his golf cart, and then somehow set the thing moving without him. I don't know how you do that with a blow-up doll. But well, they, they put do. a brick on the oh, gas okay. pedal. So then he's left to chase the thing around, and the security guard is basically Elmer Fudd. Like, even though almost nobody dies in this movie, there are a few deaths. He should have died a couple times over, at least, and oh, he just manages to come out of, like... last time! And it, like, an honest-to-God, like, cartoon giant black ball bomb lands in his golf cart. He goes, oh boy, a bomb! And it just... Poof, it's set on fire! Yeah. It's set on fire the, when the thing explodes. When it explodes. It's a far-back far view of, of the bomb exploding and the golf cart blowing up, 
And you can clearly see this guy, or I'm sure it was a dummy or something, completely engulfed in flames at this point. And they so, cut back, and he's just in, like, blackface, like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, you know? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, like, there's no way any person ever could ever survive that. And wasn't that bomb not supposed to be a bomb? Wasn't it just supposed to be a stink bomb? They were talking about making a stink bomb, but you'd think they would have mentioned something like, Oh, pew, what happened to you? But they didn't. So maybe maybe Jeremy Heilman, his Hitler youth, just decided <laughs> to come up with a real bomb because they need to kill people because yeah. that's what goose-stepping Nazis do. Well, you were talking about the sex in the movie. During the party, the one character, Wesley, is... Oh, wait, hey. before that, before oh. that, Skip gets in trouble with Aaron because he's like... Oh, no, that was going like, at the same time. Well, it was kind of back and forth, but the Aaron thing happens first. She happens to walk in right when some drunk bitch... Naked with her like her top off and just like a tiny little pair of panties on, somehow gets like a stuffed deer head stuck on her head, and she's like, "Oh God, what happened? What do I do?" And Skip's trying to tell her to calm down, she won't. So he grabs her around the waist from behind to try to hold her still, so he could pull the deer head off. And she walks in just in time to see that, and, and then she yeah. goes, "Oh, I didn't know this was a stag party." But yeah, no, bum, no one told me it's a stag party. <laughs> wow. And then she's like, I'm leaving. Here's your Letterman jacket. And then who pulls up Jeremy on his little moped? He yeah. couldn't look like any more of like a pussy on the yeah, I'm going moped. with super creep, you know, Nazi guy on his moped because you just like fucking around with your pranks. But the thing is, ah, oh, the thing that didn't make any sense. Okay, Aaron hated pranks. She hated the prank week stuff. She hated people who she was so mad at Skip for being involved with pranks. Yet, the person she went to go hook up with was the prank king. Yeah, the leader of the rival frat, who's also engaging in pranks against them. And he has the crown. <laughs> and is wearing it in the beginning of the movie. Well, I love that not only is there a prank crown, but you find out at the very end. There's, there's apparently judges. judges. Judges who decide these things. Who? Like, like this uber council that exists outside the student body. So were they like constantly like following everybody around and outside every frat house and all over campus? Well, if the ghoulies are sneaking their... around everywhere doing their thing, I wouldn't doubt that there's creeps walking around. I mean, the security guards creeping on people, the professors creeping on people, the frats are doing like creeping things, like do panty raids and other things. I could just see the judges. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the ghoulies were the judges. Mind blown. Yeah, that's an M. Night Shyamalan shit right there. Oh, it's a good thing they left their decision before we flushed them down the toilet again. <laughs> oh, look, I found this next to the toilet. It's a ballot. Our name is checked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the winner's written in Latin. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and the ghoulies are back. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> hey, what happened to the comic? Oh, they should have the comic book down the toilet. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting too far ahead of myself, but I almost forgot what happened to the comic. I felt like. That way, just got left behind somewhere for somebody else to pick up and read the words randomly while I'm sitting. I'm surprised there. it didn't, or it didn't at least go back in the wall or something. Well, at the end, the hand was sticking up with the Miller Lite can. I just thought that was like a joke, though. Like at the end of uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Nine, when Freddy's hand comes up to grab yeah. Jason's mask. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Or like Freddy that. versus Jason, where Jason comes out of the lake holding Freddy's head and he winks. Yeah. Well, back to the sex scene I was talking oh, yeah. about before. Yeah. Wesley and his girlfriend Veronica are having, I guess, having sex. I don't really understand what's going on half the time because half the time they're like standing and like just like hugging each other. And yeah, they're like, like hugging and moaning and acting like they're thrusting. But then they pan back and you see like she's still got her panties on. He's still half dressed. And yeah, 
And, and like at first they're like riding an exercise bike with that has like that giant fan instead of a front tire, and they're like doing that while like dry humping or something. I think then they were actually boning because then they went under the bed and actually boned there too. Well, but they kept they throwing all kinds of before that. They too? kept throwing all kinds of things on the ground and picking yeah. up things. At one point, an air pump for like a basketball or yeah. football fell on the ground, and at the same time that fell on the ground, they're picking up a feather duster off the ground, and he's like, "No, not that." Don't use that! She's like, let's go to the room with all the equipment. Yeah, and, like, he's laying on the floor, and, like, suddenly, like, everybody else at the party gets the urge to go and prank the rival frat. Like, even, you know, people who are there who probably aren't in the frat. Hey, every last one of us is leaving, so guard the house and make sure nobody fucks with us. But then you cut to them laying on the floor, so at that point I thought they were done banging, but no. Because then they go and get in the bed and start to maybe actually bang. And, you know, everybody's gone by then. So then they're doing their thing, but then they hear the noise because the professor confiscated the comic book that Wes found and started reading it out loud in his office, and suddenly the ghoulies pop out yeah, of the toilet just, in the frat house. I just love how it's a thing, like, anybody that finds this comic, they all just have to, you know... Read it out loud. Just start reading it out loud, especially... And they always turn to, like, the fifth page, and, like, even the teacher's like... Chapter one. Like, comic books have chapters, by the way. <laughs> Single-issue comic books always have chapter markers. <laughs> and five pages in. Uh, so yeah, he when he summons the ghoulies, they're instantly just, you know, Three Stooges-esque, oh, good boy, and like, just like, bumping each other's heads. You got like, they're almost like, the one is clearly like the Mo, who's like the leader, mm-hmm. and then the other ones are like Larry and Curly, like, it's very obvious. The cat one had some really weird lines because I don't know what you'd call the main one. What he kind of looked like a some sort of reptile-ish. Yeah, yeah. The one looked like, like a that. rat, like an oversized uh-huh. rat, and the other one looked like like a weird-looking cat-like creature. Yeah, I believe they they were in the previous movies, or at least pretty close to it, or like looked close enough. Yeah, I think to... they look. I think these uh, puppets in this one were a little bit more revamped, probably so they could move their mouths more. They saw and one talk. and two, but it was back in like fifth grade, so I just yeah. kind of barely remember their faces. Yeah, and I mean they have the some of the weirdest one-liners the Ghoulies do when they see Veronica and Wesley having sex the one time. The one little one's like hot cross buns. Well, she still had her panties on, so she had like the thong thing going on, so maybe that was, I don't know. And he had like the little like little weirdest voice, almost like a little girlish voice, like hot cross buns. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping they were going to jump in and like take over like Turkey did in Thanksgiving, but no, the professor teleports them away. Yeah, yeah. And then... They wanted to. The ghouls are definitely perverts, Mm -hmm. for one thing. They're definitely... They definitely have a very similar uh, thing going on with the Jamie from last week's movie in the pit, except for uh, they're not just watching; they're uh, getting in on the action as well, well, as much as they could, you know, jumping in in the shower, and attacking <laughs> people, and stuff like that. But not. We also learn that Wesley, his dick, is afraid of Veronica. Oh yeah, he hears the noise when the the professor teleports them back into the house in the bathroom for some reason. So then he's like, oh, I gotta make sure we're not getting pranked, hang on. So he walks out and, like, puts his underwear back on, and as he shuts the door behind him in the hallway, he says to himself, wait, wait, where is it? Don't be afraid anymore, or you don't have to be afraid anymore, it's okay. Yeah, it was something like, you don't have to be afraid anymore, like, why would it be afraid? Why? Yeah, you're banging your house. Oh, wait, wait, when... 
when he cuts away from when he hears the noise finally and leaves, they like show them they they seem like they're standing again and doing something. And apparently they're running on a treadmill while one's running forward and one's running backwards. And I guess trying to do stuff that way. <laughs> and they're just like, hold on and hold still. And the treadmill drops them off onto the floor. Like, I got to go check this out. <laughs> Maybe she just has this weird workout fetish. You're like, I just want to bang. I don't want to work out. God. Yeah. Uh, and then Ghoul- Wesley ends up running into the ghoulies in the bathroom because for some reason this frat house has this, you know, decrepit Satan satanic toilet in their frat house as one of the toilets they use. So he ends up running into the ghoulies. They shove him into the toilet. Well, they hit him in the balls with a baseball bat first for no, some reason. No, 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 with a uh, toilet brush. Oh, right, right. A toilet brush. He turns around and sees one blocking the door like, oh, no. He hits him in the balls. He goes, oh, two balls, one strike. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when they shove him into the toilet, the little cat one's like, oh, I did. Oh, or well, the voice is like, I did that once. It threw off my tennis game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and, like, whenever they kill somebody, it's super cartoony. In this case, like, oh, somehow yeah. these three tiny little things managed to stuff him into a toilet all discombobulated where, like, multiple bones would have to be broken for, like, his head to be sideways and an arm going the wrong way. And, and so since nobody... And then they just flush it and it just sucks him down because yeah. that happens. And, <laughs> and so since nobody's around... No blood or anything either. Yeah, no blood. There's never blood in this movie. This is the movie. cleanest kill ever. The whole movie. There's, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no blood ever in the whole movie. Uh, kind of a weird for a horror movie with monsters if you got, in it. You're going to have an R rating because of the titties anyway. You might as well have a little blood. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so... They get their clothes on them because they go on. They start to wreak havoc downstairs, and when like they get the clothes on them, they're wearing like college esque kind of clothes. Like the one guy's little jersey on. He's like, "So, what's your major?" Look <laughs> at one. Like these one liners are just, especially the cat. I just don't even understand them sometimes. Like, why did he say? I don't even understand why he said that. Like it was so. And once they cut back to Veronica, and you hear her like pumping and moaning away, and that like is she really doing herself right now? And they cut back, and she's like rowing on this rowing machine. Like she put her clothes back on and just decided to work out some more. Like where is he? And then you don't find out till later in the movie that oh she just left without incident. Like you don't see her. Like oh did the ghoulies kill her? And they just didn't show it. And she'll pop up dead later. No, she just sort of left. In the middle of their giant party they're having with themselves downstairs. Yeah. And doesn't know what happened somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, uh, the one rat ghoulie absolutely starts going on this radio about how he hates music, hates his mother, hates his father. Oh, yeah. He takes an axe and decides to destroy the stereo, which you'd think a bunch of partying demons would want music going. He's like, I hate my mother. I hate my father. Well, he's <laughs> chopping away at the stereo. Like, oh, that got dark in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody else says, Damn, can Rick, I eat the lamp? Why would you want to eat a lamp? Damn, Rick Gulley has issues. Thing is, when they were downstairs and the clothes fell on him, the the, uh, the stereo wasn't even on. He just yeah, ran out. Yeah. He's, he's like, easy listening. And they weren't listening to easy listening. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> understand what that, he's like, easy listening music. I hate easy listening music. And it was just really weird. And then they're like, beer run! Like, which you say when you're leaving normally, but they just go to the fridge, which is stocked with supposedly 2,001 cans, we find out. <laughs> and then what do they decide? It's divided into two halves, completely separate. They take one can from the bottom, and then both sides somehow collapse because they took one And then can when they out. fall, half of them are crushing. Yeah, half of them already empty and crushed. Like, who puts empty cans back in the fridge? <laughs> I just love how they knew they, like, know what... 
I guess they've been around for long enough, but who knows? I don't know, like, their experience with alcohol and stuff. But they knew all about beer, and they all knew all about Prank Week. They and absolutely... product placement, MGD and Miller Lite. Yeah, Miller... That was the only beers in the whole yeah, movie. Miller Lite, Miller High Life, and MGD. Mil- it was just Miller, like, huge. Like, if, if Mac and Me was from McDonald's, Ghoulies 3, it was Miller Lite's <laughs> uh, big, big break into the movie industry. Maybe they did, like, a commercial with the Ghoulies on TV when this movie came out. Like a Miller Lite commercial. <laughs> Don't drink and drive! <laughs> What's your major? <laughs> so, I'm not... Oh, I... Well, I forgot about this. The frat... Um, the other fraternity has guards. Yeah, outside they've got their armed frat- security guards, apparently, like, their own, patrolling the, out, like, the patio around their giant house, while, like, two frat guys are, like... Pissing, standing right next to each other, super yeah. creep style, right on the front lawn. It almost reminded me of that scene in Harold and Kumar, the first one, where he's peeing mm-hmm. in that bush and Jamie Kennedy comes up next to him mm-hmm. and starts peeing like, oh, this is my bush. <laughs> like, I was here first. Like, they're like, why are these two guys standing? And and not only are they standing next to each other, peeing outside for whatever reason, I'm sure they have bathrooms inside, but they're peeing outside next to each other and there's guys walking back and forth in front of them constantly. Yep. And then to prank them, what do they decide to do? Either either Skip or Mook decide to pull out a slingshot because they're five-year-olds and shoot one in the head, which manages to make him pee on the other guy. Oh, we got him! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he didn't even hit him in the head with one. He hit a statue over to the right of him. Oh, okay. And it made a noise, and he turned. Oh, like, that's that? even better. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? And, and this- then after the ghoulies drink all the beer, they decide to go for Drainex. Drainex? Fuck yeah! And then they go, tastes great, less filling! <laughs> wow. Really? What? I wonder if you could get away with that today, like, oh, drink a chemical and drop a corporate slogan. <laughs> Doesn't taste great, less filling? Isn't that like a Miller Lite slogan nowadays? I thought it was... I don't know if it still is. I know it was a long time ago, and was for a while. Hmm. I don't know if they still use that, but they just imagine if, like, somebody, from the somebody swapped out, like, liquid plumber for Pepsi. Liquid plumber, gotta have it. <laughs> Liquid Plumber, the next generation. <laughs> oh, you can snake my drain anytime. <laughs> the Liquid Plumber <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh, give me that crystal Liquid Plumber horseshit. <laughs> I remember on Human Giant, they did this thing where uh, Paul Shear's character had discovered how to time travel, but he can only go back once, and that was it. So he went back, and they're like, what did you go back to do? He's like, to say goodbye to your dad before he died? I know, I know you never not got to say goodbye to him. And he's like, no, I went back and got Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> he's like, I got a ton of it for everybody. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but your dad. And he's like, fuck Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, um, the ghoulies, okay, when they're at the, um, the Gamma house, the Gammas have their own garbage truck. Yeah, it says the, Gamma Garbage Drive on the back yeah. of it. Like like it's a like it's a charity thing or like we're trying to raise awareness. It's a garbage drive. We need all your garbage for those starving kids in Africa. Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden the ghoulies pop up there. This is like five minutes not even five minutes later, and all of a sudden they were at the house getting wasted, literally the scene before, mm-hmm. and two seconds later they're over at They're the, just here now, and for what reason? Oh, we just decided to start pranking people too. Yeah, yeah. This is before It's prank week. This, Somehow they know about this without yeah. even talking to anybody about yeah, it. Yeah, they 
Now it's prank week already somehow, and that's before the teacher tells them to start doing pranks. Right. So they're already like on this prank week thing. I don't understand how they know. And at this point, this is when I'm starting to wonder where Wesley's girlfriend is because there's a little bit, couple things that happened in between, and I'm kind of like, all right, where the hell did she go? Well, you find out that basically his girlfriend's a whore who just wants to bang <laughs> anybody, basically, because she tries to bang Skip, who who at this yeah. point had broken up with Aaron, so I was thinking, well, why the fuck isn't he just going to bang her right now? She's ba- she's taking her bra off right in front of him and hitting on him. Yeah, she goes like, oops, look at that, my favorite bra in the class just broke. <laughs> so her titties are just about to fall out right when Aaron happens to walk in. Apparently she's Veronica's roommate, which is a very good reason not to bang her right there. Well, yeah, I, that's what I, I obviously learned afterwards. But, like, he could have been like, hey, come over to my house later or something. Something along those lines. And that's when he calls the one guy Goose Stepper. Well, she goes, oh, poo, my best bra. (laughs) (laughs) And she's just basically like, can you bang me now? Wes had a bunch of comics under his bed. That's not healthy. Yeah, (laughs) something wrong with somebody like that. (laughs) Like, well, you were banging him for a long time. Like, what the hell's your problem? So the ghoulies pop up again. They're like, prank week. Prank week, and the cat goes, Pancake? Pancakes? <laughs> like, <laughs> shut the fuck up already. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that one, he's just ridiculous. And then they end up zapping the cop. They rig his go kart so he gets ele- electrocuted. Yeah. That was and fun. it's barely even shown that that's what they do. Right. They just kind of walk near it, and then all of a sudden, you have to assume that they did something to it when he starts getting electrocuted. It, it, yeah, that and then and then before this though we we had skipped the the uh, one fraternity, not the gammas. What was the other guys? I don't know. Delta. I, I don't know. Beta something whatever. I don't know. Oh, it was like beta zeta theta. Maybe? Yeah, something yeah. like that. They uh they found out their beer was drank and everything, and they think that it's the gammas that did it. They drank all their beer, you know, smashed up the stereo. Uh, spilled the clothes everywhere and all this other shit. They, so they think it's the the gammas that did it. And the one guy says, "What does he say?" He says, "The one ghoulie, he's like, you foul-smelling bag of puke." Yeah. <laughs> like what the hell? Like some of these things they say out of nowhere. They say it for no reason. Like that's where I feel like like did they film this at the same time? Like, did they just film the ghoulies saying stuff, and then they popped it into the rest of the movie? Because they literally felt that way sometimes. Like, sometimes they'd say stuff that was so out of context. Like, he says it for no reason. He just says, oh, foul-smelling bag of puke. <laughs> like, okay. Well, you know what? I like it. <laughs> well, I, I liked it, too, but it was just kind of, like, just so weird the way it felt sometimes. Well, and then the... Um, the professor calls him back and he, gives yeah, him their he, marching orders. He's like... Who are you? I'm Ragnar. And the cat goes, Ragass? <laughs> Ragass? And he tells you know him, that, I'm surprised. I have the comic. If I destroy it, I destroy you. So you have to do what I say. So then he says, He wants the pranking crown. After hating pranks and all the bullshit that goes with it so much. No, you know what? I want to be prank master. What a child. What a fucking child. Yeah, and, um. Shit. Oh, 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 goes, oh. Geez, what a ball buster. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised, like, I, I don't know how this ever would happen, but if the Ghoulies never became, uh, they, sh- they should have became, like, a cartoon series. Yeah. <laughs> like, with just these three I mean, if they guys. did Tales from the Crypt Keeper, I don't know why they couldn't do Ghoulies. And Toxic, Toxic Crusaders. Yeah. Yeah. Ghoulies, I think these three characters would have been perfect for, uh, 
a cartoon series, you know, them walking around, just doing, bumping into each other, doing stupid shit. I think it would have lasted a little, for at least a couple seasons, maybe. Who knows? Um, oh, the, uh, right before the panty raid happens, Aaron is going to leave the fraternity house. Or sorority or, house. Sorority house, sorry. It's the sorority house. But it didn't really seem like they were a sorority. Well, it just seemed like this is where the girls live. They didn't really never said like, "Oh, our sorority is this. We're the best." But it's a college stereotype movie, Corey. So of course they're a sorority. Yeah, I figured as much. Like, why would you just raid a regular, you know, house that has girls in it? No, you raid a sorority that yeah. has a ton of girls in it to get yeah, their panties. I know. Uh, well, anyways, they go to the sorority. She's going to leave the sorority, and as she's walking out of her room, she's like. Aaron's going to study. <laughs> She's referring to herself in the third person out of nowhere for no reason. And nobody says anything back. Yeah. <laughs> There's no response. Maybe they just didn't want to dignify that with a response. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Dan's going to the pisser, Corey. And then the cop shows up, and he apparently wants some panties. Yeah. He, he, he comes he, to he warn them. To, he talks to Aaron as she's on her way out. He goes, what brings you here? He goes, your panties. And she goes, well, they're being used. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, you know the guys are going to do the panty raid tonight, so I figured maybe you could just give me all your panties. Yeah, give them to me for safekeeping until tomorrow. What a creep. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could just see him in his golf cart rubbing panties all over like, his body. Both the authority figures in this movie are creeps and like don't deserve the jobs that they have. Oh, yeah, no way. And I and I don't even understand later later on when... When the um, the one fraternity guy finds the blow up doll, where did he find that? Yeah, it just they, like the cop just it happened up... way earlier in the movie. You'd think they would have had it earlier, but he's just like, or you oh, think look the what cop, I found. Or you think the cop would have like disposed of it or something? Yeah, or you know? like take it, taking it as evidence. But no, but oh look, she has a couple of holes in her. Let's blow her up and try them out. Really? Yeah. Let's do that with my friend here. Like that won't be creepy. Yeah, you take the front, I'll take the back. Hell yeah, brah. Yeah, and uh, doesn't he say something about she has, like, some sort of parts or something like that? Uh, I have it written down. So. I gotta find it somewhere. Oh, let's try her out. Like, I don't know. But yeah, and then the one lady who is, like, the secretary for the one teacher, she's looking at the book History of Comics. Yeah. And, and is it? Nothing really ever pays off with her doing all that research, really, does it? Well, she just happens to pop up to be another victim for the ghoulies, since nobody dies for most of this movie. She pops in to tell the professor about what she found about the the comic she was looking up for him, and the ghoulies pop up and grab her tongue and stretch it out super far, and rather than blood, it's just a cartoony stretch, and then they tie her up with it, and she supposedly dies from that. Yeah, I guess she was str they strangled her with her with her tongue. Well, it's not really a confirmed. They didn't tie a knot or a noose or anything. They just wrapped it around her head and shoulders and shoved her in like the the convenient Egyptian sarcophagus he had leaning yeah, against. And the before wall. that, even he's like trying to tell the ghoulies to kill him. Yeah, he orders the really ghoulies to kill scene. him, and then they're like, "Okay," only for them to like come up on him. And then he pulls out the comic book again. Ha! You can't do it. Save the comic book. So why did you do that? Yeah, you fucking idiot. And then he kept saying it after that too. He was going, kill me, try it, kill me. It was very weird. Yeah, so and then they go, all right, you're history professor. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he goes, y you're just a bag full of dingleberries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I, I liked how I didn't realize it was Marsha Wallace, Mrs. Krabappel from The Simpsons, mm-hmm. until because she didn't speak earlier in the movie, and then you only see her again right before she dies. So she's talking to the professor, and as they're screwing around with her tongue, they go, Is she famous? Oh, she was on Newhart! Which she probably was. I don't know what her... <laughs> yeah. What she did before yeah, Simpsons. Like, what but, a yeah. weird, well, like, what a weird little joke. Like, a little inside <laughs> joke to throw in there. Very, just very weird. You know what? Also, I loved how the girls were dressed for the panty raid. Oh, right. They know the panty raid's coming. So they decide to take precautions by stripping down to their bras and panties. Some of them just taking their bras off, too. Titties swinging around everywhere. We're ready for this panty raid. Oh, and they just so happen to conveniently load all their panties into one basket and have one chick in her bra and panty, or like nightshirt and panties. Go throw them all in the washing machine, very obviously, take her panties off with just her nightshirt covering her, throw them in and start the machine. So then they leave the door open so that they can just get in and start to try to grab them. And then they all come at them with pillows. And it's just like a giant pillow fight, like, oh no, bra and panty or topless chicks hitting us with pillows. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I was so frustrated by this, because what guy would not want that to happen? Girls, ew, cooties. There's like three guys and eight women. I definitely don't want titty cooties. Yeah, three guys, eight women. Half of them are half naked. The other half are fully naked, and they're hitting you with pillows. Like, that doesn't seem like... And they start taking their clothes off! Yeah, they, yeah, they're taking their clothes off as they're beating them, too. They're just like, get us out of here! Why? <laughs> Why? Like, what? Like, I was so outraged by this. I just couldn't understand. Like, it makes no sense. They must sense. have all been raised Catholic. Sex kills. Yeah, seriously. Well, and also at this time, when they're doing the whole panty raid thing, Veronica is getting ready for her date. She's already moved on from Wesley at this point. He's missing. Nobody knows where he is. Well, they they mentioned at one point, Skip and one of his friends, like, oh, we know the Gamma's kidnapped him. You think your friend's been kidnapped and you're not doing a goddamn thing to get him back. Yeah. And, yeah, so she's already moved on, and I love the way she prepared for her date. Like, put on this, like, you know, 80s music and... Danced around in her bra panties for a little while. And fishnet stockings yeah. that she slowly peels off and then slowly takes off her other stuff on her way into the shower, which apparently they have community showers in her bedroom, which seemed like where she stepped into the bathroom. <laughs> community showers in there, where there's like three chicks in the shower, then the ghoulies. Well, the creepy security guy is cr- climbing up the trellis to like peek in at her, but then the ghoulies like saw it off and he drops down. You think, oh, is he dead? No, he's not dead. He'll be back later. He'll get blown up and he still won't be dead. Yeah. And then then the ghoulies sneak in and start creeping on her in the shower. But there's three different chicks in the shower. Then they cut away and cut back and it's just her there. Nobody knows about the ghoulies. Yeah, how do those girls leave the shower and not notice the ghoulies standing in the middle of the bathroom? So what do they do? They decide to grab a plunger and come at her with that. And shove it on her face, and then stretch her face out super far. Like a cartoon. Because apparently this kills her, too. They, they do that, and then, like, snap it off, and she falls back so hard. With her legs spread eagle up in the yeah. air. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't even understand. Why did they even do that? Why not try to bang her? No, let's just make her fall and hit her head and die, I guess, and leave her there. Yeah, but I don't understand why they even killed anybody, because they never said, like, oh, we want to kill people. You know, like, they never jumped out of the thing and, like, time to terrorize, killing people. Like, at first you thought that with Wesley, but then they just started doing pranks. And then they killed What's-Her-Face because she knew about them. Like, she stumbled, like, the one handed her the thing and she freaked out and she, like, 
I assume the killer killed her because they didn't want her to, like, say anything. I guess. Because she freaked out. But then... But they're ghoulies, Corey. Yeah, and they... They have to kill people sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah, they kill her for whatever reason. I don't really understand the reason. It was a prank. <laughs> what a prank week, man. You know, that would explain a lot because she's dead and just left in the shower and these chicks are staying in the house. You'd think somebody would have seen her within the next day, but there's no mention made whatsoever of, oh, hey, Veronica was dead in our shower. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, the whole panty raid. They're too distracted by the panty raid and pillow fight. The girls are probably all continuing. Nobody to- knows that Veronica's dead till the very end of the movie when the professor finally says something. So they're just like, uh, oh, whatever, who gives a shit? Well, you know what happened after the panty raid? The guys left. They continued the pillow fight. The girls all got naked. Dildos and vibrators came <laughs> out. It turned into a giant, you know, they orgy, hardcore They did each sex. other till they all passed out at like 6 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. Okay, Yeah. that explains it all. And then nobody took a shower. They just got up and went to class. <laughs> they didn't take a shower after that. No need for it. But yeah, and then they go well, the next day in class you're mentioning how they say what's his face is kidnapped and stuff. Um the whole fraternity ends up getting kicked out of school. Well, uh Jeremy, the the leader of the bad frat, uh blows up the professor's desk thing or podium, whatever, desk podium in the classroom, and then has like this stupid like trigger thing hooked up to Skip's desk, so it looks like he did it. Right when he swore, like, no, I'm done pranking, I'm not doing that anymore. And he even says to Aaron at one point, you know, like, I'm studying, trying to do good for Ragnar's class, I want to be his bud. (laughs) (laughs) So then he, apparently, just a regular professor, not a dean, just a regular professor, has the authority to expel somebody, and just says, oh, you're out. And, like, at first it just skipped, but somehow it gets expanded to his whole frat, I think, just because some of the other guys stand up and say fuck you to him in class. Mm-hmm. But they walk like, out it, singing their little A song. professor does not have that authority all by himself. <laughs> he could kick you out of his class. He can't kick you out of the school. Yeah, well, he kept saying he was building a case against them or something like that. Yeah, but, you know, that still takes time. You can't yeah. just, oh, you're out now. Yeah. And uh, Okay, so... Aaron ends up finding out that Jeremy was the one behind, you know, the blowing up of the thing, and so she's all mad at him, and she realizes Skip is really, you know, trying to turn his life around, so they end up banging, and when they're banging, after, we we don't really see them bang, except for we see afterwards, they're laying in bed, and he pulls out a dust buster yeah. out of the fucking blankets. <laughs> Their like, heads pop out from the covers, and then you hear like, a vroom, like, is that a vibrator? No, it's a dust buster. Oh, God. Like, oh, I'm just vacuuming her pussy <laughs> at this time. It's okay. <laughs> well, you gotta make sure the carpet's clean, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> He's just vacuuming the carpet before he got in well, there. This reminds know? me of uh, Ruthless People, too, when Bill Pullman is with What's-Her-Name, the redhead. They're under the covers, and you hear like a, a machine running, too, and apparently it's a hair dryer. He just keeps switching it on and off at full blast. He's like, he pulls out a hair dryer. Like what? <laughs> and then while they're doing that, the one uh, buddy guy, Mookie, the buddy of Skip, he's like, "Yeah, we got these. We got these glue. Gu- they're like squirt guns, but they're filled with glue. Goofy but- glue. Goofy glue. But they're made by." Goofy glue. It says Goofy glue on the gun. Yeah, it says Goofy glue on the squirt gun. It's not like a hot glue gunny. That's a great idea, by the way. Squirt guns filled with industrial strength glue. <laughs> oh my god! 
Like, seriously, it reminded me they had that one squirt gun that was out for a little while, and it was like the Oozinator. Oh, yeah. And there's that commercial. <laughs> the Bukaka gun. Yeah, there's that kid in the commercial getting hit with it, and he's just, like, getting Bukaka all over his face. You know, face. it's funny. I was reading a blog about uh, an American guy who went to be an English teacher in Japan, end up marrying a Japanese woman over there, and he was talking about, like, my God, why is there such weird sexual stuff being marketed to kids in Japan, and she knew about the Uzinator. She's like, well, you got some weird stuff in the U.S. too. What about that Bukake gun? And that's what she called it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, they have the goofy glue guns, but then that's when that guy brings the bomb in, and it ends up falling out of the frat house. It goes all the way out of the frat house, all the way, all the way down the street, to the uh, security guard where he's completely engulfed in flames and lit on fire and blown up to pieces and he's all okay with some soot on his face and that's about it. Bob, you said the gun. Did I said the, the gun? The goofy glue gun made it down to the security <laughs> guard and blew up. I meant the bomb. Oh boy. I thought I said oh, bomb. I'm, I'm on the goofy glue right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it should be like a, a new slang term for like cocaine or something. So for no reason, they cut back to the professor who is giving the ghoulies more orders and they just keep repeating everything he's saying. Like, you're just repeating everything I'm saying? Are you just repeating everything I'm saying? He goes, the ghoulies have no dicks. And they go, Professor Ragnar has no dick. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, the ghoulies didn't have dicks. You don't know. They maybe, showed the crotch. Maybe it goes up inside them like a dog when they're not using it. <laughs> I guess. But they clearly showed them without pants on, and they don't have dicks. So I really don't understand that. So but Aaron it's... just happens to walk in while Skip is yelling at Jeremy and his, his gang about how he's been framed, and then they just happen to admit it just for Aaron to walk in and realize, oh, these guys are liars. And she goes, you know, Jeremy, you're twice as ugly when you're two-faced. <laughs> And then she ends up getting caught by the professor, and when she gets caught by the professor, he's going to kill her by dropping a chandelier on her. Well, wait, first, she she goes to tell the professor to try to get rid of the case against Skip and his frat, and she, what was it, he tries to blow her off, and she happens to open the mummy case, and then the dead librarian, her secretary, falls out. She's like, ah, and she runs to the library and picks up the phone, she's like, uh, she dials a number. She's like, "Yes, I need to report a murder." And they go, "This is four one one. We don't do murders." What? Yeah. <laughs> so she has to call an entirely different number. Like they couldn't have just patched her through or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh my god, somebody's being murdered. Yeah. And then she's caught. And then Skip ends up uh, coming in and saving the day. He busts through the door. Well, like the he Incredible was, Hulk or something. He was being like restrained by Jeremy and his goons, but then they called Aaron a bitch or something, and that gave him, like, the Popeye power to, like, punch them all out. And then then he chops down the door as if he had an axe, but no, he was just using his fists. He (laughs) punches through the door. Yeah, like the Incredible Hulk or something. And he ends up having his goofy glue gun, and he... Basically, Goofy glues the Bukake. is the ghoulies. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, oh, and it basically just like looks like cum all over them. And they're just like <laughs> moving their mouths and like rubbing it in like, oh, oh. <laughs> and nothing even really comes of that. They're just like, they just keep going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, it just keeps cutting back to them doing that. And, and then all of a sudden, he, uh, this part doesn't make any sense. He, the guy who, the person who summons them is the master. But then Skip gets the comic book, and he goes, "Get Ragnar." Well, and then he goes, 
he's like, and they're like, get Ragnar, and they get him, and they go on top of him, and then he starts getting electrocuted. I don't know why. Yeah, like, you don't see it. You just see, like, the effects happening behind a bookcase, and it looks like blue lightning everywhere. And then he turns into green goo, which he ends up coming back as the, like, ultimate ghoulie thing. And he's, then like, he, he's, he's fused with all three of the ghoulies, and like he's Dragon like, Ball Z or yeah, something. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm the ultimate blah blah blah, so like, why did they even listen to him in the first place if he was, like, their master? He was their dark master. Like, why did he they listen to Skip just to form the ultimate ghoulie? Maybe. Or maybe it's just that they're supposed to obey whoever shows up, but they kept saying, like, oh, whoever has the comic, you know, rules you just by the fact that, you know, if they have it, they could kill them then, which, and, I don't know, it just seemed like basic self-preservation to yeah. me. I don't know that they had to obey anyone. It was like... I have this comic so I can summon you. Like, if Skip had figured that out and taken it and done a summoning thing, I'm sure he could have made them teleport into his frat house and say, mm. go prank uh, Jeremy and his punks. Yeah. So. Well, Ragnar, which, honestly, this, the the puppets of the ghoulies, they were, you know, whatever, they were, you know, they weren't the greatest. The mouths didn't match up so well. But when he was the ultimate ghoulie thing with the big ghoulie thing in his chest, it actually looked pretty cool. I thought they did a pretty decent job for being such a low budget B movie on the ma- on that makeup because the mouth moved whenever he was talking. Mm-hmm. Whenever he was talking, the mouth on his stomach was saying what he was saying. And I thought they did a pretty decent job with that. Uh, they end up throwing the book in the toilet. Which, why not set it on fire if you have a lighter? That would be far more. But apparently this toilet can suck down a human being without any problem. Well, they didn't Despite not being industrial strength and only having, like, a regular size opening. It's, a, demo- ball- it's a demonic toilet. Let's ball up and flush the comic book. And then by flushing the comic book, it just somehow sucks Ragnar, ghouly, hybrid guy in there and does away with him, too. Yeah, so... After it's all said and done... It was in the middle of this, he happens to mention that, oh, I killed Wes and Veronica and the librarian, too, and so they're just like, oh, no! Yeah. The thing is, though, this is all happening upstairs in the frat house. All the other fraternity guys are there, downstairs. They don't hear any of this going on. Yeah, no clue, no All this destruction, lightning crashing, you know, yelling and screaming and whatever else, and then they all come out, like, partying because they won the damn crown or whatever. And we won the prank crown back. The judges gave it to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, before that, actually, Jeremy has dynamite on him because he was going to plant it on uh, Skip, or they were going to blow Skip up. I really didn't understand what was going to happen with yeah, the dynamite. Yeah, but he's got a legit bundle of dynamite inside his coat, and the, the Elmer Fudd security guard decides to come back and be like, I got you. You're going down for sure. You wouldn't know anything about me getting blown up with my cart, would you? Like, actually, I would. And he hands him Jeremy, like, oh, this guy did it. So he's just like, oh, circumstantial evidence? Whatever. I'll take it. You're done, mister. You're gone. G-A-W-N. Gone. (laughs) So apparently this guy is the authority to kick people out of the school, too. So, like, the the goose-stepping Hitler youth frat's done. And, oh, we got the prank crown, too, which is really only by default now since the other frat's been gone. Yeah. Kicked out, whatever. Yeah. And and the ghoulies, nobody has no clue about the ghoulies. Nobody has no clue about any of this. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Aaron is laughing and and excited for them to win the prank crown, which she, she was hated so before. against it. She was so against but it. But even even worse than all this, we just found out two of our friends are dead. But we don't give a shit because hey, let's just laugh and party again now. 
Yeah. Like, how are you going to ever explain this to anybody? Veronica's body was left behind in the showers in the sorority house. You're going to have to explain that. Wes was, like, apparently disappeared down the toilet. But you're still going to have to explain that. Oh, where'd your friend go? Oh, we don't know. Oh, yeah. And then, the, you know, they had to explain it to the family. Well, we don't know where he went. Oh, and uh, this girl, oh, her face is just stretched out by a plunger. Who knows how that happened? Oh, the librarian? Yeah, her tongue's just 12 feet yeah, long now. She just decided to hang herself with her own tongue, NBD. <laughs> I mean, she's a librarian, right? That's what they do. Hang themselves. Yeah, and what happened to Professor Ragass? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? All these questions. I, I really feel like the aftermath of all this is really going to come down on that fraternity. <laughs> and Skip and Aaron are going to end up going to jail. Because they're, they're the only ones linked to it directly. So You know what? It's all okay, because at the end... Right before the credits roll, a ghoulie hand pops out of the toilet, crushes a Miller Light can, and boom, it's party time. And then the song hits in again. There's a party going on! So, party, party, party! We want a party! Yeah, Andrew WK should have done the soundtrack for this movie. Oh, he can do the remake. There we Coming go. from Lionsgate next year. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Ghoulie Street, it was, it was enjoyable to watch. There were some really funny moments. And it is a horror comedy. So it's not so much uh, bad. Way more comedy than horror. Oh, Way yeah. More. Oh, yeah. I don't think anything was legitimately scary. And the, and the ghoulies, movie. and like I said, I enjoyed that they were introduced so early on, but yet they weren't in the movie enough, I feel. Yeah, they were just more like... Uh, they were just there. I felt like it was like... I mean, it was like They were doing their little things, but it was like... Uh, I almost felt like they were the, the two critic guys... Hecklers from the Muppets, you know? Yeah. Except they actually jumped in and did little things here and there. Yeah, it was almost like Van Wilder. We killed people, but they weren't important. And It was like as if, if, if you were watching Van Wilder and the whole time gremlins were running around. <laughs> yeah. But like only in little scenes. Like you saw gremlins just run past the screen every now and oh, then. Oh, Taj is trying to have sex with this girl? Oh, we'll just lube up the sheets so he slides off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we definitely need a, a ghoulies. Uh, I think a ghoulies animated show off of the ghoulies from this one would have been pr pretty funny. I think it would have ended up being... A, if they just kept doing pranks and stuff like that, and like not really killing anybody necessarily, but like killing people in a cartoony way, I think it, it would have been pretty funny, especially the cat one, because some of it, the shit he said, was just, I don't know, just... Every... Sometimes I cut myself just to see how much it bleeds. <laughs> I can see that. I can see the cat ghoulie saying that, to be honest. <laughs> What's your major? Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, everybody's favorite troublemakers are on the loose again. I don't... I'm pretty sure in the first two movies they legitimately killed people with blood. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. I, yeah, the first one, they 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 weren't in it so much, and it was trying to be more serious. And then the second one was sillier, but they still killed people, and I know there was blood. I think they yeah, the first, cut somebody's head off with a guillotine or something. The first one was at a mansion, and there's, like, a satanic uh -huh. ritual going yeah. on. Yeah. And that's what brings them. And the second one, they go to, like, a traveling carnival or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, and I just don't know the turn to make it goofy. Ghoulies 4 looks absolutely ridiculous. These guys are kind of in it, but then it looks from the trailer, there's some, like, almost Troll 2-esque ghoulies. <laughs> like, midgets walking around. Uh, and didn't like, you say there was a four-pack of these? We should hunt that down. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to find that, actually. I thought you said there was for sure, but maybe not. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Uh, uh, I, I really don't... I mean, ghoulies 3, ghoulies go to college. It was enjoyable, it was funny. 
It wasn't like absolutely terrible. There were some really odd things about it. As if you're just watching it as a comedy, there's definitely some questions to be asked, like how things, are, <laughs> how this is working, or how, what's going on with this. Especially when it comes to the people being murdered, because it's never brought into question really whatsoever. But overall, I didn't mind it so much. It was definitely better than Cross Worlds. Was probably one of the worst movies we've watched, and super boring. So I definitely got some good laughs out of it. That's for sure. It, it's comedic value definitely oh, held yes, up for sure. Well, <laughs> we'll just have to make this uh, part of a movie night sometime. <laughs> this and Howling Two with the uh, the constant werewolf chick ripping off her shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about Howling Three? Supials. Oh, Australian Howling. That's got to be awesome. <laughs> Kangaroos. Oh God, a were kanga. <laughs> FDR needs to take those bitches down. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had learned that uh, Barry Bostick wasn't the original choice for FDR. Huh. It was uh, the guy who plays Creed on The Office. Watch The Office. Creed is honestly, he's a side character on the show, but he's honestly one of my favorite characters. The mm. guy who plays that, he's a writer for the show too, but he has some of like the funniest... He only ha- usually only says like one thing every episode, but usually it's like the most oddball, weird, like just strangest thing. And I, I don't, I don't know if, how that would have been. I think he would have done a good job, but I'm definitely glad that Barry Boswick. Uh, and then when when the when they had the inauguration the other day, all I could think about was FDR when when he found out that he won the presidency, <laughs> and, and, and how they were just like shitting into jars and you know <laughs> whatever else and. I'll have to come back and bang my wife again. (laughs) Well, next week, uh, our movie is from... 1981 1981. And in 1970, three children are born at the height of a total eclipse (laughs) due to the sun and moon blocking Saturn, which controls emotions. They have become heartless killers ten years later. A trio of (laughs) ten-year-olds. Bloody birthday. (laughs) <laughs> they have no uh, conscience because of their solar eclipse. Oh, is that birth. Julie Brown from Just Say Julie that nobody's going to remember but me? Yay. I remember her. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So next week is... Billy Jane, not to be confused with Billy Zane. <laughs> is anybody confusing them? Andy Freeman, not to be confused with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Penny, not to be confused with Joe Mama. <laughs> But hilarious. It was bad, yet hilarious. So, uh, next week is Bloody Birthday. It is available on Netflix, so you can watch it with us. Uh, It looks to be very interesting. So, this was Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies, go to college. Make sure to listen to us on iTunes or on our website. And send send in suggestions. The last two movies were suggestions by listeners. And we enjoyed them both. Uh, the pit was just out of control. <laughs> that kid was something else. So that's a, a new cl- classic for me. The pit. Well, if it isn't clumsy, stupid. <laughs> oh Buying meat. Probably sits under his porch and eats it raw. Yeah, wow. Uh, that girl is the original hater bitch. Oh, totally. I'm sure she's alive and thriving in today's bars and clubs, cock-locking the shit out of every man she sees. So, yeah, next week, Bloody Birthday... Uh, this is B-Movie Breakdown. I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And here we go again. Here we go again. It's the best of the worst. B-Movie Breakdown. It's the 
best. <laughs>